0: Welcome to the FX Big Picture podcast. This is a series of podcasts where we will discuss a wide variety of topics and provide a rather different perspective from our experiences serving UK customers at NatWest. Morning, welcome to the NatWest Markets FX Big Picture podcast. Uh, My name is Duncan McCabe, and I work on the UK Corporate Foreign Exchange sales team. Today I'm joined by Neil Parker, our FX Market Strategist, and Dominic Conway, also from the UK Corporate FX sales team. How are you doing today, Neil?
1: Yeah, very good. Thank you. And I just wanted to um, wish Dom a very warm welcome to uh, joining us for the Big Picture Podcast. Thanks, Dom, for, for coming in and, um, and, and taking the, the seat that has been so rudely vacated. <laughs> no
2: worries. Look, thank you for having me. It's, uh, you know, I feel like the guest of honour. It uh, you know, should, be, should be a good
0: debate. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Cheers. A few podcasts ago, uh, we discussed supply chain disruption and the challenges around uh, forecasting and and many other aspects uh, for corporates. Today, we're going to discuss the year ahead, going into 2022, and whether the emergence of the new Omicron variant um, well, of coronavirus uh, has superseded this in in importance. So Neil, has this superseded uh, supply chain disruption and other challenges that we've discussed previously?
1: Yeah, I think it probably has. I mean, it has for for, for a number of reasons. It could possibly be another another reason for supply chain disruption in the first place. So we might actually see further problems with regard to getting products from the uh, place of manufacture, back into the the place of distribution and sale. But more importantly as well, I think it will have a negative effect and I think we've already seen it having a negative effect with regard to things like consumer confidence. Um, additionally, it could have a negative effect with regard to the way in which uh, businesses are able to staff because we might see more people uh, that are going to be off of um, work because of this Omicron variant. So I think there's a number of factors that that could be a significant negative here because of the Omicron variant. And and then I'd I'd add into that, that as far as central banks are concerned, the the central banks are likely um, to have to factor this in um, to their decision-making process. So they might have had Uh, a a set plan. They might have been set fair to tighten monetary policy or to speed up the process of removing the loosening that's already been put in situ. Um, But now with this new variant that is purportedly more uh, highly transmissible, we don't know about um, whether it's more deadly or or, or anything else. I think that that could be enough of a factor um, to delay those changes to monetary policy and also uh, potentially put a downside risk to economic activity as we finish out and round out 2021 and head into 2022. So lots lots really here now to uh, to, uh, to potentially throw a spanner in the works, not only for monetary policy, but for businesses that are planning for 2022.
0: Any reintroduction of uh, restrictions and any increase will affect the supply side, Um much more than the, the consumer immediately um and so as we go into christmas we will we'll see how that that really plays out and that only time will will tell how um much confidence that we take into 2022 and, and beyond um and and how the the new variant really does emerge yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think I, I'd break this down in two ways. Number one, remember the pandemic that we had through spring and summer, where that had a really negative effect on the labour supply. And 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 it was in part responsible for the shortages that then occurred in things like fuel. Um, so you've got that side of things on the supply side, um, which could lead to a, a much more challenging environment to, to, to get uh, goods into the shops and stores or um, to their point of destination, that, that infamous last mile challenge for, for, for businesses that we hear, hear so much about. But you've got the second thing, and you, you've already highlighted it, which is how will this affect consumers' confidence? How will this affect the uh, particularly the, the important elements of the services businesses that were looking so much for a, um, a, a boost going into Christmas um, from – uh, increased trading. And this, this new variant now could make them more reluctant to go to, to venues. We've, we've seen reports on the news already about businesses losing tens of thousands of pounds worth of bookings as Christmas parties are cancelled, as, as people's gatherings are being cancelled. You know, this is a, a, a critical time for those supply side businesses. And I think the demand side of things could fall away actually quite a lot quicker than the supply side. Uh, if people do decide to to act more cautiously um, over this new variant, so it, it 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 could lead to a total loss of momentum as we head into two thousand and twenty-two, and then we've got to go through the whole process, and it'll take a month or two the whole process of rebuilding that 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 confidence, rebuilding that demand in two thousand and twenty-two. Um, but you've missed that really important part. Of the uh, the retailing period and the and the services uh, period, where it revolves around the Christmas and New Year New Year uh, timing, you know, and that will be lost. You know, it won't be recoverable. I mean, the hospitality
2: sector. This is not great news at all. Um, normally, Christmas party seasons is when they tend to to make their money and and counter for January traditionally being a sort of fallow month. Um, so. Look, yeah, this this is this is an ideal, and I do think the 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 government will have one eye on that, um, and and will be conscious of reintroducing maybe um, restrictions or sort of that pandemic scenario, um, sort of repeating itself. So, I think the government is very cautious at the moment. Um, is my sort of take on it, and
1: and we'll have to wait and see, as you say. Yeah, I'd argue as well that you know, travel sector looked as if it was just picking up. And, and now it looks as if it's, it's going to go into reverse. Um, we've got a very important ski season across Europe and um, in some parts of, of North America. It, you could lose another ski season. This could be the basically the third ski season that you've lost um, because of COVID. Um, and, and that will be devastating for parts of Europe. So it isn't just a UK problem. Um, But it will reflect in much weaker turnover for travel businesses who are already challenged um, because of uh, increased costs. Again, fuel costs have risen for them and other costs have risen for them. Um, They've they've probably um, had challenges around uh, credit. They've probably had uh, challenges because of the return of uh, customers' monies, where holidays have been cancelled, and they have to offer refunds as well as rebooking. You know, the, the travel sector is another area that is, is is going to be potentially significantly adversely affected um, by uh, another uh, series of restrictions. And the restrictions are being introduced across Europe. So it doesn't matter what we do to an extent. If the, those restrictions are being introduced on the destinations of travel, then. It's going to have a materially negative impact on the number of people that are likely
0: to travel. And against this this backdrop, Neil, there's um, there's still a you know, substantial uh, amount of um, of challenges that go into the cost mix for, for, the, for the UK corporate. And um, you mentioned um, you know, su- supply of labour and, and and materials and and, and fuel. Uh, uh, and the uh, wage pressures too. So, with with those with that in mind, can you see delays in the expectations for for raising interest rates from the Bank of England?
1: I've always thought this is a more complex subject and it's being laid out by by, by again by media outlets um, and others unfamiliar with with what's going on, particularly at the SME set, uh, end of the. Uh, the UK's economy, UK economic spectrum. So for those, they've not only faced all of those challenges, they've also taken out additional borrowing um, in order to keep the lights on over the course of the uh, pandemic and certainly that first lockdown, that additional borrowing is going to take years to repay, you know, so those significant increases in in the cost base that they, these companies have um, w- would only be, be made even more challenging by an interest rate tightening, even if it's a small one. Um, because of the signal that it sends. And of course, the then wave after wave um, that you're likely to see of pricing in of additional rate increases in the interest rate swap market. So you, 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 you have to look at all of that thing. For, for larger corporates, you know the, the big multinationals and everything, they're probably going to be able to ride this out um, pretty well. For smaller businesses, where the, 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 there's the majority um, of, uh, of growth potential, shall we say. I think that there is a significant cost challenge, and I wouldn't be adding to it personally with interest rate increases. Even a small interest rate increase, I think, would be counterproductive when they're facing all of those uh, th- those issues that you've outlined, as well as higher taxation as well.
2: What do you That's think about interest rates in the, in, in the US then, Neil? Because you know friday we had some week, a very weak payrolls number um and obviously the fed has a meeting same week as the bank of england i think rate hikes probably off the table there
1: now as well yeah well they were, they were never going to raise rates but they were looking at potentially um, speeding up the process of of, of entering, ending their asset purchase program um i think the bar has been raised with regard to what other data is going to have to show in order to justify that speeding up um, the, the, the pace of that um, that asset purchase taper. Uh, to, to put it into context, they would have ended the asset purchases by the end of June of next year at the current pace. So they're, they're, they're reducing it by around $15 billion uh, per month. Um, so they'd have, they'd have got that done by June. Now there was people talking about them finishing it by the end of March. So three months earlier than that in order to give them some cover for rate increases coming in in the sort of third or fourth quarter. If they decide not to go with that um, faster pace of asset asset purchase tapering, then I think you're you're still talking about the earliest for a rate rise being in the fourth quarter of 2022. And and I I would want, if I were sat on the Federal Reserve, I would want to see a lot clearer cut evidence that the economic both that we're seeing out of the uh, the US is sustainable um, and not just a function of the massive stimulus checks that have been paid to consumers over the course of the first half of uh, of twenty twenty one. Because if you look at their consumer confidence numbers, their consumer confidence numbers are actually worse now than they were at the time of the initial pandemic. You know, so there there is there there, there is not the clear and conclusive evidence. From the US to justify uh, a, an earlier start to rate tightening out of the US at this juncture, regardless of inflation being at three decade highs, because they keep telling us that the inflation is all transitory and it's going to be temporary and it's going to be washed through by the end of 2022. So, why would you then start to jam interest rates up if you believe that the inflation is going to be gone?
2: I just, uh, and I, I agree, but then the flip side of that is. I don't think this is a short-term inflation problem that will be resolved by the end of 2022. You've only got to look at the client base and, and the survey that we did recently with, with businesses around the UK. And they said this is a problem going well into 2023 and not going anywhere anytime soon. I think
1: some form of action needs to be taken. Um, all I would say is, given that we've spent the last 15 years prior to this rise in inflation, with inflation rates at or below target levels, then I think we can be a little bit more relaxed about inflation being above target for a while. And the last thing you want to do when for the UK, you've only uh, only just about recouped all of your lost output due to the pandemic in the US, you're a little bit above in Europe, you're slightly below why would you want to start tightening policy and why would the markets be pricing for interest rates to be higher in the UK um, than they were at the, at the time just before the pandemic? You know, that, That's my counter-argument to you. At a time also when fiscal policy and, and taxes are going to rise to multi-decade highs as well as a percentage of GDP. So you've got a significant fiscal tightening coming over the course of the next few years in terms of taxation. And you're going to compound that with a a sizable rise in interest rates as well. I think there's a danger that the authorities are are being too complacent over the the economic recovery and the sustainability of that economic recovery.
0: Doesn't sound like an easy mix for anyone working in... um... In the financial department of uh, of a of UK corporate forecasting of the internal uh, internal business, whether you're an importer or an exporter, how much you're going to need on on the demand side, and, and and also how how much how much do you need to 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 bring in? How much will you be able to to sell? Is that 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 part is, is and and then how much is it going to cost? What 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 the factors in the mix that are going to really uh, influence? Because- it goes what, beyond what can that, you though, that, and what can you produce to that? It
2: goes beyond that, though, Duncan. Because you know, for the other factor you've got to think about is the energy crisis. Keeping the lights on in this business, everything goes up in price because of inflation. You know, for the UK corporate, this is not an easy situation. Um, that ca- that can be summed up by the supply chain. This is well beyond that.
0: Mm. No, of course, there's there are so many competing pressures, and and how you know foreign exchange can can play a very very large part but it can also play a, a small percentage in all of that that mix uh, that we've we've discussed and you know, moving on to the the foreign exchange element for the importers and exporters mill what what are your um your thoughts uh, around planning i'm sure there's there's certain sectors where there's there's a there's greater certainty but for for others i, I presume that this is even as we were getting more normal it is still a great deal of uncertainty in 2022. Is it going to be another year of consolidation rather than um, back in and, and, and all hands on, on growth?
1: I mean, I think there are a lot of businesses that 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 are pro- uh, have probably planned uh, and prepared for 2022, but a, a version of 2022 that might not emerge. Um, and so uh, the, the, the phrases I would introduce is that there needs to be greater flexibility with regard to hedging. Um, so you need to be able to be flexible on the timing of, of receiving the payments that that, that you're, you're going to uh, get in because of that supply chain side of things, and you have to expect that markets are not going to be as stable or as calm as they were through 2021. I mean, it was extraordinarily unusual what we've seen over the course of of, of 2021. You've seen sterling euro in a what. 5, 6 cent range in total. Um, you've seen sterling dollar in a 10 cent range. You know, normally they're double those ranges that we would see between highs and lows. You know, so bear that in mind when we're looking at, at, at what the, the FX environment looks like. And also, you know, 2021, we saw sterling dollar in the, 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 the 142s. Um, 2022, I would be highly sceptical that we will see it anywhere close to that. And I think there's a greater risk that if we do get more restrictions uh, and potentially a nationwide lockdown, there's a real risk that the UK economy could be materially worse off than other economies facing the same levels of restrictions because of the weighting towards services and consumer spending that the UK economy has versus other economies in Europe and the Western developed world. Um, So if you're looking at this from an FX perspective, you need to to, to have that ability to be flexible, to not rely upon um, sort of what your budget rates are Um, um, or if you do have budget rates but you're hoping for for markets to outperform where the budget rate is well make sure above all else that you don't end up getting worse than your budget rate Um, I I think a a lot of clients will have looked at 2021 as a missed opportunity Um, if you're a dollar buyer and if you're a euro buyer you may well have seen the highs in both of those and you won't necessarily revisit those highs over the course of 2022 there are in my opinion more downside risks than there are upside risks to sterling there are more potential roadblocks and headwinds to the UK economy than there are to other economies and and I mean you know me like in terms of I, I, I'm, I'm no great lover of the euro and, and the amalgam of, uh, of countries um, that make up the euro. But I do think that there's potentially more momentum behind the European recovery in 2022 than there will be for the UKs. Uh, um, And and bizarrely, the European Central Bank look as if they've got their call right with regard to monetary policy and not jumping the gun. And it looks like the the Bank of England are falling into the trap of, of looking at the current inflation numbers rather than looking at the potentially negative effects that we could see that have on economic activity and it's got to be a balancing act um but for businesses you know they 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 will see greater disruptive forces in at least the, the first few months of 2022 as all of this stuff tries to sort of shake itself out um and then for the remainder of 2022 we may be in again another arms race to try and secure supplies by businesses because of, of everything having to step down in terms of uh, of production to then step back up again. And as we saw through 2021, demand spins up far faster than supply chains can. And that leads to your shortages, that leads to your problems, that leads to your price hikes. And I would go back to the point that Don made um, previously, that, yeah, this probably is a longer-lasting inflation problem. But it's a longer-lasting inflation problem problem because it's more likely to be a longer lasting supply chain issue. Um, and consequently, businesses who are managing their foreign exchange need to be prepared for that.
2: So I'd like to come back to the, the bit you made there about sterling dollar sort of being in a 10 cent range this year and sterling year six or seven cent versus previous years. Um, I think you've got to remember sterling is still higher than where we closed last year um so what are you saying are you, are you saying that you think potentially we go back towards 125 in sterling dollar and sterling euro back towards 112 um because a lot of the treasurers i speak to still may be clutching to straws but still feel that actually the move could be back to the 140s um and for a long t- p- chunk of this year people were thinking actually a move to
1: 150 was on the cards for sterling dollar i hope that i'm wrong um but I think that there is way too much complacency about the potential for that move higher uh, in, in sterling dollar and in sterling euro based around interest rate uh, hikes. Because if you look at what the interest rate market's already pricing in, they're already pricing in those hikes. So if, they, if, if those, those happen, that shouldn't be a catalyst for a stronger pound because it's only it is only completing what the markets are anticipating. Uh, and we talk about in, in markets a lot about buy the rumour, sell the fact. Um, I think the markets have already bought the rumour um, on this one. They already expect rates to, to, to rise. So when they do rise, it's no surprise. And consequently, sterling has, has greater potential to fall back um, post those moves. Um, and arguably as well, with regard to 150, um, uh, in, in sterling dollar, I don't think you would have ever heard any of the, the the strategy team at NatWest utter the words "150 is on the cards" for sterling dollar. We recognised the challenges that sterling faced, even in the low 140s, um, and uh, and and we were very clear that those 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 low 140s were broadly speaking as good as it was going to get.
0: I think about what's really interesting about our our discussion today is that. We've we've almost summarised uh, three or four of our, our previous podcast topics with supply chain disruption, known unknowns, unknown unknowns, uh, and and the the, the, the psychology around um, managing uh, your foreign currency risk and 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 the the, the necessity to uh, remain flexible in 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 the in the uh in the face of uncertainty and um and and requirements for uh for for business planning and certainty, so it yeah i think it i think it's it's incredibly interesting and i think that um unfortunately where where we were sort of feeling a a bit confident and complacent, perhaps perhaps on the side of complacent particularly in the uk where restrictions had had eased to, to such a degree that that we're almost sitting back in a, in a, a 2019 world um, when we have a, a very stark reminder that we're not quite out of the woods just yet. And uh, 2022 uh, is going to be as interesting a case study as it is going to be challenging for, for, for businesses managing um, a whole host of of financial challenges uh and and having to risk manage that that's exactly right
2: duncan you know we're we're in unprecedented times but unprecedented times have become the norm now and that's the challenge for all the corporate treasurers out there and how do you manage that
1: i i couldn't agree more Uh, i think you know when when we're out speaking to to clients now one of the questions that we need to pose to them is is your treasury policy fit for purpose uh, and 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 that's a legitimate question, given that treasury policies were set before we even had any thought of the sort of supply chain disruptions that we've seen over the space of the last sort of seven or eight months. So I, I do think that, that that we we need to have some some difficult conversations with clients. Um, but out of those difficult conversations, hopefully, uh, will come. Uh, some solutions that they'll, they'll then be able to wind into their treasury policies such that they're not going to get caught out by this sort of thing again. And and that's what, what foreign exchange markets are. They're a p- permanent reminder that things will not necessarily stay the same. Uh, and when things do, do become more challenging and, um, and more difficult, um, then we have to be able as a business uh, to adapt to it and to then pro- provide uh, a description of that adaption um, to our clients to say well we, this is what we think the markets now look like and this is what, what what the
0: concern will be Thank you very much Neil Thank you Dominic I think this uh, brings us very neatly to a close for, for this edition of the FX Big Picture podcast and thank you all for joining and look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon in the